What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And happy day to you out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Million Dollar Mindset. I appreciate you. I truly do. Today we're talking about a difficult topic. Entrepreneurs in particular can have a very difficult time making decisions. Sometimes you just feel like you're in decision overload, right? Like there are too many options almost or the simplest things seem like overwhelming thoughts that can be paralyzing. And the reason that a lot of entrepreneurs get into this position are is because they do have so many options and they do have so many ideas and good entrepreneurs get out there so they have a lot of connections and and people are frequently tossing ideas their way and uh you know we just have a lot going on, right? And so we have a lot of decisions to make. Another reason, of course, is because, you know, many entrepreneurs have employees and they have lots of clients. Uh, they have things that they need to update constantly, like the marketing message, the website, social media, product, inventory, uh, vendors, so much, so much. And, you know, it is nice to know that we have options, right? But when there are too many choices or decisions to make or a real big decision comes along, something that is really serious to you and very important to you, entrepreneurs, like anyone, can easily get stuck in the muck of it all. And if you do have a business, I, I feel pretty confident that you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I remember a time in my life that I had so much going on. Now, it, it was after my husband passed away, but still I had a ton of decisions to make. And I couldn't decide things like what to wear in the morning because the big decisions had to be made. I made them. But those smaller decisions like what to wear in the morning or which book to read to try to get my mind off things or which movie to go to would bring me to my knees. It was awful, awful, awful. And then there was a time when I owned my coffee house, a large volume coffee house, busy place and and lots of decisions to be made and lots of financial stress and all different kinds of stress. I'll tell you what. I was an airhead. <laughs> I was an absolute airhead during that time. There was so much I didn't know, so many things that I know now. You all know how that is, right? Hindsight. That, you know, I, I didn't have the support that I needed, the internal or the external support that I needed to make wise decisions. And people who met me then didn't know me as I truly was because I was always so bogged down by this this indecisiveness and and this this angst and this fear and all the things that go along with a business that isn't making the kind of money you you need it to make and I'm going to be talking more about that experience in the show today uh, because I think that 
I know that that is where I developed the ability to cope and the tools and resources that I have today that have taught me to not only cope but to truly thrive. And so some of these things are things that, you know, I learned while I was really, really, really in a, um, a paralyzing place. And I know that many of you are in that same place. And even if you're not in what you would call a paralyzing place, I'm sure that you come across periods in your life where decisions are really tough to make. So I'm going to share with you seven powerful questions to cure your indecisiveness or to help make those really tough decisions and and even the small ones at time a lot easier so they don't feel like such a burden. And this is a process that I use in my own personal life. I've used it to make small decisions. I've used it to make life-altering decisions and it's a process that I use in my coaching with my clients and and it's it's very successful and and when my clients leave their calls they they often say gosh I just feel like a new person I feel so different than I did an hour ago and I I can't even explain why so so here we go. We're going to go over these questions and let me first dole out a little bit of a warning when you go through this process you're not always going to like the answer. Okay? You're not this isn't about isn't about shaping and molding and twisting the outcome to get what you want. It is about making the smartest decision, what is most likely in the long run the best thing for you, your family, your business, your friendships, whatever it is that the, whatever, you know, root the uh the decision is based on root of your life. It's what's best for you. And that's what we always want. Because if you can stand in the faith that if you make the smartest decisions and the ones that really, really feel right for you, what you want is going to come along or what is best for you and will make you happiest is going to come along. So, yeah, like I said, you may go through this process with something that is bothering you right now in terms of a decision you have to make, and and you may go through some disappointment. And uh, you know, my daughter, for instance, is buying a new car, and she has a low budget. And she's buying a used car, and we went and looked at one yesterday that we both loved, and we were like, "This is it. This is your car. This is the one." You know, and then we found out that the car. Could have had some problems, <laughs> mechanical issues. And, you know, she had to make that decision. Do I trust this guy and buy this car? I really, really, really want it. It drives like a dream. Or do I t- do the smart thing, really, instead of what I want and and not buy this car? Well, we find out later that the guy was a scam artist and that it was a flood car. And he had brought that in from from a flood zone. It had been uh, damaged, and he creates fraudulent titles. So, you know, we just happened to know my mechanic just happened to know the guy and know his reputation. So Lauren made a really smart decision. It wasn't what she wanted, but it was what logic and her her intuition told her to do. And in the in the end, it really saved us so much grief and so much of Lauren's money. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You're not always going to like the outcome, but you'll make the smartest decision. Okay, I'd like you to pull out a pencil and paper or pen and paper or go behind your computer or whatever and um, 
and and write down these questions. Now, I will tell you that this is the topic for my Inc. Magazine article online uh, that will go live tomorrow. And so if you don't feel like writing them now, now, if you just want to sit back and and listen, then on June 24th of 2014, this article will go live and you can you can go ahead and copy them from there. But when you do... When you do uh, decide to do this, what you're going to do is write down at the top of the paper your question, okay? What is it? What is this decision? Should I do this? You know, should I do that? Should I accept this merger offer? Should I bring on a new employee right now when I'm not sure if I can afford it? Uh, Should I start this business? Should I bring on this new product? Should I expand my business? Whatever your question is. And and if if it's something small, even write that down. Should I really get that new puppy? You know, how's it going to change my life? Whatever your question is, write it down at the top of the paper. And then you're going to go through the following process. Your first question that you're going to ask yourself is, what would I do? If I weren't afraid, right? Because we get stuck because there's some level of fear there. That's what gets us stuck. And too many choices are made out of fear and self-imposed ultimatums. Like if I don't do this, oh gosh, I'll probably have to go back to work for someone else. I'll have to get a real job. Or if I don't do this, blank, blank, blank. Or if I do this, blank, blank, blank. So, you know, I'll never have a chance to do this again. And, and, you know, things like that, self-imposed ultimatums. So too many things, in my opinion, are are taken on out of fear and passed up because of fear. So we want to go through this process. What would I do if I weren't afraid? You know, so many people deny their fear. They think that fear is a weakness. I often go into sessions and I say, okay, let's let's look at what you're afraid of. And right away, the, the client rears up, well, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. It's not fear. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. You know, okay. It, it, it's, it's like a dirty word or something. But you know what? Fear is, it can be in, a, in its healthiest form. It is there to teach us something. Okay. When gone untended, it can become a weakness. It can be very paralyzing. But in its healthiest form, it is there to teach us something. And think about something like bungee jumping, okay? You decide you're going to go bungee jumping. And you feel that stroke of fear, that stroke of panic, unless unless you're somebody who is a, a natural daredevil. And, and I think even daredevils feel the fear, and they thrive on it. But... If you're not cut out for bungee jumping, let's say you have arthritis or you have a back injury or, you know, something like that, you need the fear. If we were fearless, we'd make all sorts of unhealthy and, yes, even unsafe choices. So begin by being in gratitude for your fear instead of wanting to push it down and suffocate it or push it away or be ashamed of it, even if that fear is debilitating. Because I'm sure it's stopped you from doing things that you wouldn't want to do because they they weren't in your best interests. And fear, even at its highest levels, can be addressed with the help of a f- professional. So facing your fear on does take guts, Absolutely. But it will also expand your comfort zone. Yes, that comfort zone will get pretty uncomfortable when you're not happy and financially secure. 
So it's important to work through your fear instead of simply wallow in it, which a lot of people do because, frankly, as miserable as that makes you, it's the easiest thing to do. I think I'll just sit here being stuck because, because, because. And it is. It is the easiest thing to feel miserable and to wallow in your fear. So we have to talk about this fear. We have to face it. We have to take it on. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you what successful entrepreneurs do. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So how do you make those tough decisions just a little bit easier? That's what we're here talking about today. Here's a, This process will help you, believe me. And our first question was, what would I do if I weren't afraid? Okay, and I promise I tell you what successful entrepreneurs do because you know what? It's important that you know that they feel fear too, but that's okay to them. 
it's it's like a a little warning bell, a little intuition that that peaks for them that tells them, okay, you haven't done your research, you haven't looked into everything that you need to look into, you haven't looked at this from a more detached perspective, and so fear to a successful entrepreneur is a good thing, is a reminder. Okay, it's like a timer that goes off. That's that set that internal timer that says, wait, 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 wait. You got to do a few things first, buddy, because sometimes we can get so excited and so passionate about an idea or so caught up in an idea that we don't want to do any research. We just want to know it's going to work and and jump off the cliff, right? Do you ever get that way where you meet someone and you start brainstorming something and oh my gosh, it's this best idea in the world and then and then you go through like a little cool down period and you realize, oh God, thank goodness I didn't do this. Thank goodness. Well, successful entrepreneurs acknowledge their fear by determining the risk factors on both sides of the fence. They make the decision that appears to be the best thing for their company and their lives without jeopardizing their personal and professional values. Okay, that's the number one thing that you need to look at is is your values. Because anything that puts your values in in jeopardy or out of integrity is not going to make you happy in the long run, no matter how much money is connected to it. A lot of people make that mistake. They do something that doesn't quite feel right because the person comes to them or the, the opportunity comes to them with all these promises of great success. So know and understand your values. Know and understand what the most important things in the world are to you and, and, and adhere to those values. And when I say look at both sides of the fence, what I mean is that, you know, if I do this, then this and this may happen. And if I don't do this, then this and this may happen. What are the consequences? What are the odds of success? What competition do you have? So many questions to ask yourself there. And it's important that you do it first. Don't jump in head first. List your fears and doubts and work through them with someone who can remain objective. The best options are often the ones that generate the most fear, okay? Because you know it's going to change your life. You know it's going to take you out of your comfort zone. You know it's going to be something very different and maybe emotionally risky for you. Here's a newsflash. People think that successful entrepreneurs are risk takers and, and, and that what that means is that they risk their money. They go out on the financial limb. Well, I'll tell you what. Successful entrepreneurs rarely, if ever, risk money that they cannot afford to lose. Okay, they risk other people's money. But what we mean by risk taking in entrepreneurialism is emotional risk taking. They take on that risk of failure. They take on the risk of success because, yeah, that's risky, too. They take emotional risks and and they take limited financial risk. And that's what makes them successful. They don't do stupid things, rarely. Yes, they see failure, but at least they've gone into it with eyes wide open, having done all the homework and research they can. So when you do this, be very honest with yourself. Make a list that everything of everything that could go wrong and include things like what will people think of me? 
what if I have to work too hard? What if it takes me away from the family too much? And anything else that you can come up with, dig deep. Now, this is sort of akin to, uh, you know, pulling your own tooth, okay? So it's not easy to do this alone. So please, when you sit down and do this, don't don't think that there's something wrong with you if you can't think of everything you need to think of and that things keep coming up. It's not easy. And that's what coaches are for. That's what I'm here for. I can help you with this. Uh, but But do as much as you can and see where you get. It might be just enough to get you over the hump to make that decision. Okay, so what would I do if I weren't afraid? And the next one is... What would I do if money were no object? Okay, great ideas are easily dismissed due to a lack of funding. Or is it a perceived lack of funding? If you put an opportunity through a rigorous evaluation process and it comes out a winner, try not to let money stop you. Now, I want to put a caveat on that because on the other hand, people do really stupid things because they want something so much that they refuse to see the stumbling blocks. So this doesn't mean that, oh, I think this is a good idea. I'm going to put a second mortgage on my home. No, 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 no. You're putting it through a rigorous evaluation process. You are doing a ton of market research. You are investing money into determining whether or not this is a good idea. Okay, and then you're going to come up with the money. Now, whether you're thinking about a new business or a new idea, do your homework. Be careful about putting your personal assets at risk and take money from friends and family only if they can truly afford to lose it. You've heard me say that so many times in this program. Take only what can be lost without an extreme hardship. Uh, evaluate these friendships and these family relationships and think about how important they are to you and uh, and temper your excitement a little bit and let them know what the risks are. Be honest. Think about ways to maybe build slowly instead of go for everything that you want right at the onset. Sometimes it's best, for instance, to launch a single product rather than develop a whole line or start your store online rather than go to a retail, brick-and-mortar retail space right away. There are ways that you can build a brand without a ton of money. So... You know, start small. Look for money in, in places, unexpected places. If it's a larger amount of money, you can look into crowdfunding. A lot of people, tons of people are having really successful campaigns on places like Kickstarter. Okay? And yeah, talk to the friends and family. Let your network know that you're out there looking for an investor. Get yourself active on LinkedIn. Create relationships. Take your time. It's not a good idea to take out that second mortgage. Again, I'll say that again because I've seen far too many people lose their homes or or at least come very close to losing their homes. But short of that, you can find money if you put your mind to it. The money is out there and especially in tech Anything online, anything, you know, app related. There are people out there, I promise you, who are just chomping at the bit for great ideas, great places to put their money. I mean, they are, there are, with, with crowdfunding having become 
legalized for investors now, there are people who are actually starting up investment firms so that they can invest in great ideas. So if you have a great tech idea, boy, you're on top. You're sitting in the best seat in the world of business that you could possibly be sitting in. So get out there and look for the money. It's out there for you. All right. So that question was, what would I do if money were no object? Okay. Our next powerful question is, what is the worst and the best that can possibly happen here? What's the worst thing and what's the best thing? So make your columns or break out that whiteboard and do a mind map because you want part of facing fear is really looking at things um, objectively and in their entirety. Entirety. You want to know both sides. And, you know, sometimes we blow up the worst consequences in our mind. Well, you know, this could happen and that could happen. And, oh, no, what if this happens? And, you know, when we do that, the fear just, it grows so out of proportion. But when you actually get these things out of your head and onto paper or whiteboard or even typing it out, although I'm a real, real proponent of actually using your hand to get it out of your brain via paper or blackboard or whiteboard or something like that. I think that there's just so much more connectivity to the brain when you're doing that rather than typing. Uh, But when you get the worst case scenario out of your head and you can visualize it, you can see it on paper, then I'll tell you what answers, answers come and you can see that maybe you've been blowing it out of proportion. You can see that there are other options. All sorts of magic happens when you do this, when you face that fear in this way, when you really talk to it and examine it closely like this. So determine the odds of success by doing your research examining the history of success and failure failure in similar situations and by making a list of everything that could go wrong and everything that could go right. Earlier I mentioned my coffee house and I actually purchased that coffee house from someone who was barely breaking even. She was barely breaking even, but she'd only had it for 18 months. And so when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you that story and how I got involved in the coffee house and, um, and, and the road that I walked down to make this decision so that you can maybe go in the opposite direction, <laughs> okay? So don't forget that this will be featured in Ink tomorrow. And the URL for that is inkinc.com slash author slash Marla, M-A-R-L-A hyphen Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A. Just my name, Marla hyphen Tabaka. And you'll find all sorts of articles there that I think and hope that you'll, you'll find useful and, and that you may uh, learn a few things from. And I always look forward to hearing from you. So please reach out to me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Tell me your story. Let me know how I can help you or give me a show or article idea. I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So we're talking about this question, what is the worst and the best that could happen? And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about my coffee house experience. Now, when I purchased this coffee house, the gal had owned it for about 18 months and she wasn't yet breaking even. But when we pulled out the cost of her loan and some other things, it did come up to a break even. So I thought, oh, really, I only have to make maybe five or $6,000 more a month to, to make a living at this. And, uh, and then I can grow it from there. And I should be able to do that quickly because there are so many things that I'm going to change because I have all this experience in marketing and, and, uh, you know, all these wonderful things that I know. And of course I can step in. You know, I thought I was going to be different. And, um, and yeah, I did a little bit of homework. I, I did my projections. I figured out what it would cost for me to, to bring in that much extra money. But, you know, we're talking about coffee here, folks. And, and she was already bringing in between 18 and 20,000 a month. And, you know, what I didn't really take into account was how much it was going to cost in cost of goods in order to cr- increase those revenues. I did to some degree, but it wasn't a realistic projection. 
And deep down inside, I'll tell you what, I knew that. I knew that. But I wanted this coffee house so much. I wanted to do this so badly that I ignored those little warning bells. And so in looking at the worst and the best that could happen, my accountant looked at my money and all of my investments, and there was a lot of it. And he said, Marla, you're risking all of this. And I looked at him and I said, oh, come on, how, how could I be risking all of this money with this little tiny $120,000 investment? There's no way I could lose my home. And he said, if you want to do this, please go into it knowing that you could lose it all. And you know what? I almost did. And so listen to those worst case scenarios and make sure that you have a way out of them. Okay, make sure that you have an exit strategy. Make sure that you do the projections and you include everything. Do your homework. I should have been out there canvassing the neighborhood. I should have been uh, doing research on her clientele and, and trying to understand why she wasn't making more money because there were a lot of things that were wrong. A lot of things that were done wrong in the drive through for instance, when I finally decided I needed to sell the coffee house, I got my hopes up really high when I called Starbucks to see if they would acquire it. And they said, no, we've already looked at that space and the, re- the drive through doesn't meet our requirements. And there were a lot of things wrong with that drive through Now, had I been smart and called Starbucks right up front in the first place, I would have found that out. And that should have been enough to tell me it's not going to work. And so there are a lot of things that you can do. So develop that action plan to resolve the potentially hazardous issues that will keep you and increase your odds of success and keep you from succeeding. The next one is what have I learned from past experiences? So important. I had going into that experience, I'll tell you what, I had a wealth of marketing experience and I learned so much about guerrilla marketing, if you will, and what doesn't work and what does work and what it takes. And I, again, I probably knew deep down inside that if I had to spend all those hours at the coffee house because payroll was the top expense or the second top expense, that I wouldn't have time to be out there doing these, you know, performing these tactics. And I knew that. I knew that. So good or bad. Each life experience teaches us a lesson. That coffee house experience, I, you know what? Yeah, sure, I lost almost all of my wealth. But, but it's taught me so much that I've gone on and shared with others. And it's what's made me an excellent coach and an excellent business advisor. Well, it's part of that. Um, it, it introduced me to the world of coaching because I was smart enough to figure out at that time, hey, I need a business coach. I need somebody in, you know, who has skin in the game here, not just me. And that's where I hired my first coach and I experienced it for the first time. So I have just a wealth of past experiences that have taught me things. And I acknowledge those things. And you know that only the failures, the only failures in the world actually are past events that you don't learn from. So that's so true. But don't forget your triumphs too, okay? The fact is that I had a lot of success with that coffee house, and I've had a lot of success before and since then. And we need to celebrate those successes too. So do that. So many people diminish their success. Look at the past losses and the wins 
and draw from those past experiences, okay? How do those lessons apply here? What have they taught me that I can use here? These are the kinds of questions that you need to be asking yourself when you sit down and ask this, these questions of yourself. These, these are sort of the subcategory questions. Again, don't just think about these things. That, that's kind of a danger zone. Keeping this process in your head is not effective, okay? Don't just think about it while you're driving or, you know, even talking about it with someone else. That's great. That's an important aspect. But this part about writing it down and getting, out of, getting it out of your head and seeing it on paper is the most critical part. You may need some help getting to that point, but it is the most critical part. So please, please make sure and do this all in a visual way. You'll be amazed at how different it will be for you. Okay, the next question is, how does this fit into my vision? If you've got an existing business and you have a vision for it, don't grasp at straws. Does this idea or choice really fit into your vision and your model? Because I'll tell you what, when entrepreneurs are desperate, they tend to just look in so many different directions that they lose focus. They lose the vision. I keep my vision right here in a document on my computer desktop. And when I need to, I print it out and I post it for a while. And I really study it. I think about what I want out of my business and my life all of the time because you know what? It can change. I'm not saying your vision has to be something, you know, that is a constant because visions do morph and expand and change. Um, I have one client who at one time wanted to grow into a multi-million dollar business and now she's seeing what that would take and she says, you know, my values, it's just not there. Family is my number one value and I'm not with my family. I'm happy making a comfortable living at this business and keeping it smaller. And so she's changed her vision and that's okay. So... But what I'm what I'm suggesting here is that you do not you do not want to start selling paper airplanes if your focus is wooden boats. Okay, uh, you don't want to start looking at things that don't fit into your target market. People who like wooden boats are not likely to like the paper airplanes. Okay, so think about that. How does it fit into your vision. The most successful business models make sense and they do not go in a thousand different directions. For the best results, it's, it's, it's a smart choice to remain focused on your vision and to stay away from things that will take you off your path. I can't tell you how often entrepreneurs come into sessions with me and they have a clear cut, you know, they leave the session with a list of action steps and they're very clear about what they need to do next and why they need to do it and they feel good about it and then they come into a session a week later and they say oh my gosh I had this greatest opportunity I can't even tell you and so I've spent my entire week doing that well this greatest opportunity almost always turns out to be just a distraction because it's easy to get caught up in distractions 
It feels safer to get caught up in distractions. It's more fun to get caught up in them. Nine out of 10 times this greatest opportunity that a whole week has been invested into or more is nothing but a bogus distraction. So call your coach, talk it over when things come up, write about it, ask these questions of it, go right to, right to the guts of it instead of getting all involved in it in different ways. Go to the emotional guts of it first and, and stop getting involved in ideas that take you off your path. Now, I'm not saying that every new object object is just a bright and shiny object. There are some valid opportunities out there and some things that are worth looking into, but put put them through a rigorous evaluation process before you get all caught up in the planning and the daydreaming and the taking away from important steps that could increase your bottom line. Because I'll tell you, many, many clients get caught up in these things constantly and before you know it, six months is gone and they could have been bringing in a lot more revenue in their core business model had they put the same amount of energy toward developing their business model further instead of toward these other ideas that aren't going to get them anywhere. So that is a really, really important point. Does this fit into my vision? And you know what? If you don't have a vision, okay, back up, take yourself away for a three-day weekend somewhere and create it. Figure out what's important to you. Figure out where you're headed. Figure out how your business can get you there. Understand your values. Work, work, work. Don't play on this three-day weekend too much, although you need some play. Work. Make it about figuring these things out. You have to have a vision. Otherwise, the map is not going to get you there, right? You can't get into your car and say, GPS, take me to um, somewhere and get to somewhere cool, okay? You have to know your destination. So that's number one. If you don't have that, please, again, let's work together. Find a coach who works for you. Find a way to figure it out and stay married to it for a while. Very, very important step. So we're going into our final break, and I have two more questions that I'd like you to ask yourself uh, in this process and uh, hopefully you can sit down and actually implement this process very soon and find some really successful results out of it and get some of these things that are hanging over your head, out of your head, onto paper and processed all the way through to done. That's what I wish for you because I've been in your place and I know it's not easy. secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka, and we'll be right back after these. Are you stuck in a rut, wondering if there's more than a nine to five? Do you ever yell out, is this all there is? Then join Alaska Coach Keith's radio show, where we'll focus on transition, career revitalization, and freedom. Keith will discuss tips and tricks for developing and living to our highest potential. It's time we dusted off our dreams and became alive with purpose. 
Keith will share lessons he's learned from a 20-year study of career engagement, motivation, and personal leadership. He'll interview experts and authors who know both struggle and triumph. You may even get a chance to bring your biggest challenge to the radio for an on-the-spot coaching with Keith. Join Alaska Coach Keith each week. Conceive. Believe. Achieve. Heard every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central, right here. Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse. Involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So, I have a very special offer for you. If, if you're listening to this process and you're realizing, gosh, I really do need a coach, because coaching will make a difference in your life and in your business. Coaching will make a difference to your bottom line. There are very few people who come into coaching with me that who don't walk away uh, with a lot more money in their pocket. Coaching pay more than pays for itself. Okay, if you're realizing that you could benefit from working with me, then simply tell me that you heard this show on TogiNet and I will offer you a 10% discount on your first package, whatever that package is, whether you decide to invest in longer term coaching or you think, oh, I'm just going to try it for three sessions, which is the minimum, uh, and, um, and see how it goes. I'll give you a 10% discount on that. I really believe so powerfully in coaching and in, in how it can help you. And I'll tell you if, you, if you come to me for a sample session, which I will offer you, and, and we do that, and I don't think I can help you, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what the odds are. I'm going to tell you what, what, what obstacles I may see. I'm going to be very, very real with it, you because here's why. Your success is my success. I don't want to work with people I can't help because it, it uh, damages my track record and I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. I want to be the successful coach that I am. And so don't worry about getting into something that's not going to help. Okay, It happens on a very, very, very rare basis. So our next question today is, what are my heart and body telling me? People, listen to your body. If your shoulders are tense, your stomach is feeling queasy, your heart is racing, your mouth is dry, uh, you feel a little bit of a pang of a headache, 
uh, anything, anything like that. Your body is sending you signals. Listen to your body. When a client comes to me because they've already made a poor decision, this is a new client, and they're in a mess and they, they come into coaching in the hopes of working it out, or an existing client who goes away and makes a bad decision and comes back, they most often say they knew they were not following their instincts and they weren't listening to what their body was telling them. Just like me, when I bought that coffee house, inside, my, my heart, my body, my subconscious mind, the back of my brain were all hollering, don't do it, don't do it, this is not a game, you're just doing it because it sounds glamorous and fun and exciting and you want to help the community, but it's going to hurt you. I mean, I knew that going in, but I pretended I didn't hear it. And we, we get into those places where we, we go against what the grain of what our body and our, our hearts, our minds, our intuition are telling us. If your body is, is tense and that little voice is in the back of your mind sending out warning signals, don't dismiss them. A lot of people say yes to something only to experience a strong rebellion in their body and mind. And it's all right to change your mind. Don't follow through on something just to save face. That's another thing. You know, I, I was having a discussion with a friend the other day who was selling a piece of property and, and, and she did it on a whim and she just put a price tag on it, kind of on a whim. And then she found a buyer and then, and then realized as the process was going through that her body and mind were telling her, no, 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 no. You put the wrong price tag on this. It's worth much more. You didn't do your homework. And, and she, was smart enough to listen to what her body was saying. How did she know? You know, she didn't feel good. She had a headache. She, her stomach didn't feel right. She got all these little messages and she did listen. So pay attention. Pay attention and go back and do the process. We've talked about some of these things about getting, you know, what's the worst and the best that can happen and questions like that. Listen. And sometimes intuition doesn't meet logic. Sometimes it's just there. It's just the heart saying, you know, it's not right. Listen. Listen to that. Because it's easier to correct something that is more like, I wish I would have, than I'm sorry I did. Probably the most important question is this one. Will I be able to look at myself in the mirror tomorrow? A values-driven life and business is at the core of most successful entrepreneurs. They are following a path that keeps them in integrity with the things that are most important to them. If you aren't strongly familiar with your most critical core values, now is the time to get acquainted with them. Now is the time to figure it out. Does this decision that you have looming in front of you if, you, if you go one direction or the other, does it support the highest levels of integrity, a collaborative environment, uh, fun, honesty, whatever is the most important to you? Ask yourself that. What are the top three things that are most important to me that if, if I don't adhere to or have in my life, then I am not happy? And, and for many people, it's family. For many people, it's just relationships, important relationships in general. For some, it's spirituality. For entrepreneurs, I can promise you, if you are at the heart truly an entrepreneur, freedom is in that top three. 
So define what that freedom means to you. Some people think freedom is doing anything they want whenever they want to do it. And for an entrepreneur, that's not always the case because we work really hard and we work really long hours. We can't just decide to have a day off whenever we want to until we're very, 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 very successful and can afford to. And then even then you get so addicted, you don't, right? But what does freedom mean to you? And figure these things out. Ask yourself these questions. Sit down and keep asking yourself over and over and over again, what are the most important things in the world to me? What can I not live without? What if I jeopardize? Will I feel lesser than? When would I be disappointed in myself if I didn't adhere to something? Um, you know, again, honesty, integrity are often very important. And then take these values and translate them into your business. So how can you feel? Let's just say integrity is one of your top values. How can you really be in integrity? Well, a lot of businesses say by supplying the best, most meaningful customer service possible. And, you know, and then they put in place a, a method of doing that. So... Think about what your core values are and look at this in terms of of that other question because your values need to drive your vision. Does this really fit into my vision and will I be able to look at myself in the mirror tomorrow? Uh, You know, once once you make this choice, how will you feel? If you feel shame or regret bubbling up, don't push it away. Listen to it. Once I make this choice, picture yourself in it. Step into the feeling of having this choice made and pay attention. There are always other options, but it's not easy, easy, easy as easy, I should say, to repair the damage a poor choice can bring into your life and especially how it may damage your integrity or your reputation or the others in your life who you love and treasure. And really, really pay attention. Now, there are exceptions. For instance, let's say again that family is a core value and that you have children at home. Let's say you're a mom and you know that this is going to take you away from your kids quite a bit. You still need to back up and think about why am I doing this? If I have a really exceptional plan in place and I'm as confident as I can be that it's going to work, is it worth having those times away from my children as long as when I'm with my children, I'm very present? And so don't don't let it stop you, but make sure that you have a plan. So family is your number one value. You're going to be taken away from your children a lot. Okay, how can you make sure? What kind of safeguards can you set up to make sure that the time spent with your kids is the most precious time? Because I can promise you this, your kids would rather have three hours a day with you that is special time devoted to them where you are fully and absolutely present than have 12 hours a day with you where you're pushing them away and saying you're busy or feeling irritated or pretending you're listening or you know, reading your iPhone, your messages on your iPhone. I promise you that. Your kids will be much more well-adjusted and happy to have some quality time with you. So look at it both ways. Will I be able to look at myself in the mirror tomorrow? Well, maybe not if I do it this way, but if I do it that way, then yes, I'll be very happy with myself. And then set up a plan, set up safety measures, tell people what your plan are, 
is, you know, put things in place to feel accountable to them. That's important. So be in integrity with your values. We're going to repeat these questions now so that you can make sure you have them all down. But again, remember that they'll appear tomorrow on Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka on June 24th, 2014. In case you're looking, listening to this well into the future, you can go back to that time and look at this article. But these seven questions are, what would I do if I weren't afraid? Really important. What would I do if money were of no object? What is the worst and the best that could happen? What have I learned, good and bad, up and down, from all of my past experiences that may apply here? What have I learned from past experiences? How does this fit into my core vision, my foundation, my plan for the future, Is this taking me off path? How does this fit into my vision? What are my heart and body telling me? What is your intuition saying to you? Listen to that. What's your body saying? How's it talking at you? Will I be able to look at myself in the mirror tomorrow? Does this meet your your values? We are all values-driven human beings beings, even even those who appear not to be doing the right thing in our minds. There are values there. We may not agree with them, but there are values there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I love bringing you this information and I would also enjoy your ideas for, for things that you'd like me to talk about or possible interviews for the show. The Million Dollar Mindset is all about empowering you, you empowering yourself to make the best decisions, the best choices and have the attitude that will help you to win. This is Marla Tabaka. You can reach me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com and I'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to 